This is the Change the Map podcast, where we inspire, educate, and resource you to transform the Buddhist world through prayer and action. Join us as we explore the mystical world of Buddhism, discover its unique challenges, meet Buddhist background followers of Jesus, and engage in strategic prayer to change the spiritual map of the Buddhist world. This week, I'm joined by Dwayne, a veteran global worker in Southern Asia. On today's episode, Dwayne shares an incredible rescue story from the Buddhist world and how it relates to our role in the Great Commission. He shows how we can be a part of God's rescue plan for places in Southern Asia like Sri Lanka, Nepal, and Bhutan. Welcome to the Change the Map podcast. Today I'm joined by veteran global worker Dwayne. And if you're new to this podcast, this is a podcast for pastors, missions directors, people who are interested in different cultures, and for people that are really wanting to get more involved in the Great Commission. If you enjoy our content, be sure to like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this podcast on our audio platforms, you can go ahead and subscribe there as well. And this will just ensure that you get all of the content when it comes out. Well, we're excited, Dwayne, to have you here on the podcast. I know you're traveling like crazy, and so we're able to snag you for a couple minutes. Um, As I mentioned before, you're a veteran global worker, um, but where have you been all these years? Give us a little background of who you are, what you're doing. Well, we started our ministry in Southern Asia, and we were there for 14 years serving in the nation of Bangladesh, where we founded a street kid center called Utom's Place that takes girls on a 10-year journey from life in the slums to college graduates. And then we served as area directors for 12 years for the countries that ring around India. And uh, seven of those years based just north of here in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And now we serve uh, Eurasia and we lead the mobilization and development efforts to find those God's calling to to pray, to give, and to go into Eurasia, the 44 countries there. Awesome. So yeah, what is, what is Eurasia? Is this like Europe and Asia? You know, can you explain a little bit it's about like where it is? It's like a porridge of things, <laughs> yeah. whatever's left over from Asia and Europe. Uh, basically, it's the countries that, uh, there's 44 countries and territories. They start in Morocco, Northern Africa, through the Middle East, uh, all the stands up to Russia, wow. and down to Southern Asia. So that's what Eurasia is when we're talking about Eurasia. Wow, that's incredible. So you, you've experienced quite a bit in your, your time as a, as a global worker. And right now you're working with a lot of different areas. And so you've seen, you've seen a lot, you know, and so we're able to snag you for just a few minutes uh, here in between a couple different countries and your travels. Can you give us, um, for people that might not know a lot about South Asia and Buddhism there, could you just give us a window into some of the challenges and experiences that you had and kind of how we can, we can get involved? Yeah, so if you look into Southern Asia, Southern Asia is home to two Buddhist countries, majority. One that has some very significant sites that some of the history of Buddhism that ties back to. And then one that the Buddhist community lives in the shadow of a major other religion. Uh, but one of the things about Southern Asia is it's just pretty much a land of extremes, you know, extreme populations, extreme topography, you have some of the highest mountains in the world, you have some of the uh, countries that are spread out all throughout the ocean, you know, hundreds of islands. And so uh, it's, that's probably the key word about Southern Asia here is a challenging place physically, but then when you get into uh, whether it's governments, whether it's access to people, uh, whether it's different religions, it's it's also an extreme place where it's difficult to bring the gospel. So 
you and I have both been in Thailand, and so yeah. we all know about the 2018 rescue of the soccer team, the 12 boys and their yeah. coach. They made a movie about they it. They made the rescue, yeah. right, available on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> and uh, basically, back in July 8th through 10th, 2018, up in Chiang Rai, these boys went into a cave. The floodwaters came up, and uh, the world was mesmerized by the fact that are they still alive? Where are they at? And 10,000 people were mobilized. Wow. Uh, and when I think about this story, I really think about Southern Asia and uh, just the complexity of this. Uh, it took scores of divers. It took 100 government agencies. There were like 900 police officers, 2,000 soldiers, 23 countries wow. coordinating the efforts over these days to rescue, first find them, but then also rescue them. And uh, that movie really parallels some of the challenges that are there. Uh, one of the things I think about uh, when I think about the rescue movie and the and the, the events that took place is that they, the divers said the conditions were impossible. Wow. Uh, so when they first went in, these cave divers, some of the water was moving so fast it had like white water, uh, white water effects. So it was so yeah. hard to swim against. That was so just even navigating to find them. Uh, the, some of the divers said when you put your you just could barely see your hand in front of your face. You're just kind of going. And then the fact when they found them, they were two miles, three kilometers into the ground. Wow. So just the idea of so how they hard. Had, so they had climbed in there before, you know, it was flooded, obviously. Right. So they got deep in there. And now the whole entire cave system is, right. is, is full of water. And I'm sure what happened is the water started to rise and they probably went in deeper yeah. thinking, okay, we can try to get out another way. And it's something people do all the time. When yeah. I was working here, the a ministry here in Thailand, we would take the kids into the caves. And yeah. so it's just something naturally you'd go do for fun. But then they got trapped in there and then uh, they had to just the water kept filling up that cave. And so they, they said the conditions were impossible. Mm. They had to divert whole entire waterfalls to try to get the water to lower down. But the reality is they still had to rescue these people yeah. and they still had to go in and try to do this rescue. And when I think about uh, Southern Asia, the conditions are pretty impossible for reaching people, uh, for them to have gospel access. Uh, some of it's physical impossibilities and, and it's hard to to uh, imagine trying to climb mountains to get to people or yeah. traverse uh, oceans to get to people. That's a physical part. But then there's also the barriers of access that some of the, the countries are reclusive. They don't let you in. And so this is the kind of climate that our workers, our global workers go, our national church partners wow. go to, to rescue, to try to see that rescue happen. And, uh, it's not easy. It's complicated. It's messy. It's not, uh, it's not, things don't go according to plan, but yeah. the reality is you realize there's people who need to be rescued and we got to do whatever it takes to get them out of their darkness. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's, there's a reason that these guys and these gals, you know, these people are, are unreached. You know, it's not easy. All the easy ones are, have been reached is what, you know, yeah. what I've heard a lot of the easy ones. So yeah, I think um, about some, like, think about like, water rescues like someone falls in a river yeah it might be moving but it's like jump in pull them out but this was so much more complex yeah. and sometimes when it comes to the loss we could just say well let's go work in a place that's easier or this is too complicated uh but the reality is god's not willing that any should perish yeah and he will move heaven and earth for one person yeah and um and so. it may take more than just going and preaching once on a street corner you know right. like you said it, the, the, reaching these people um, 
can be very it can be very complex. You know, we're asking God for strategies, we're asking for all this kind of stuff. It's not as easy as just oh, you just just go over there and, and make right. it happen. You know, well, even in the rescue, one of the things that you you track when you're watching the movie is that they tried one strategy and then it didn't work. Mm. Then they thought of another strategy and it didn't work. Wow. And so, as we as global workers, we have to have that kind of posture, even as the church, to say, yeah. To reach our communities, to reach the Buddhist world, to do all these things, we got to be willing to to adjust our strategies to to the current situation at hand. Sure, sure. So another thing that uh, that story of the rescue reminds me of is that uh, there were people that were uniquely gifted to take on this task, and there yeah. were it was a it was obviously a group of people. They were unified together with one focus, and that's kind of how the church comes together. We all have different gifts, but there are those people that go into the cave. You know, there's people that God sends to go. And uh, uh, one of the, the cave divers said, this has our name written all over it. Oh, that's and awesome. Say that again. I love This I love has that. our name written all over it. These were these cave divers that for fun, they would go into the dark caves of our world and they were uniquely prepared for that. Yeah. And I thought, what a picture of us, because each of us have our redemption story. We're, we were in some cave of darkness and it was, you know, God sent someone to rescue us, to tell us the gospel message. And who, who better to go and go into the dark caves of our world than people who have also been in darkness and were set free? And so sometimes That's we might good. think, am I equipped? Am I the right person? And you could see that in the movie. The, uh, the divers were like, I'm not sure. What if I don't make it? What if they don't make it? What if I fail? But the reality is they were like, no, we're, we're uniquely set up for this and we're going to go in. That's good. I love, I love that line. This, this has our name written all over it. And I think for me, it's, it's one of those to whom much is given, much is required kind of things. You know, it's like God has done this for us. If anybody is going to be able to reach these people, it's going to be us. It's going to be the people that he's already, you know, sent someone to reach. He's already empowered. We know about these places now. And so right. if it's going to be anybody, it's not going to be the people that haven't heard about it. So everybody listening to this podcast, now you know about South Asia. So you, 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 know, you have a role to play in this. And so I, I love that if you're listening or watching this, go and write that down. <laughs> you know, we've, right. This has our name written all of it. I love that line. Yep. And just like the world came together for this narrow focus, I think in these last days, God's asking us to have that narrow focus to yeah. come together. Uh, the time is running out. Yeah, that's good. One of the other uh, crazy stories in that uh, rescue is uh, they they started uh, to think about what are we going to do to get these kids out. Yeah. And so they said, okay, we're going to give them anesthesia. We're going to put a mask on them, knock them out, yeah. tie their hands behind their back, and take them that, that two miles underwater. Wow. And then the anesthesia would wear off. And then even the movie, they have actual, they've pieced together, recreate, recreated scenes plus the actual scene. And the, the anesthesia would start to wear off and then they'd have to give them another injection, wow. but they're not, they, and so they go through this. But what they basically said is once you start, you can't stop. Mm -hmm. You can't just go, oh, let's bring the kids back to where they were. Yeah, you back have to, up, everybody back you, up. You just got to go for it. So there was this kind of sense of urgency that we got it. Once we start, we got to keep moving with the plan and what we're going to do. Wow, and, and when I think of Southern Asia, that's kind of where we're at with the fact that there's a large groups of lost people trapped in their darkness, yeah, and the sense of urgency. The water is rising, the time is running out, yeah, and that's what you felt in the movie. Like, 
at any moment the cave could be closed up by water and you'd never be able to see them rescued. So we have this urgency in Southern Asia that we need to to act now, but we also have to have this long-term commitment yeah. that once we start, we can't stop. Yeah. Until Jesus comes, we got to keep moving forward, keep bringing those lifelines out to those that are, those are in darkness. And I think that's good for us to remember too, to have that tension, to feel that pressure and to feel that tension. Um, you know, obviously we don't want to live in worry, you know, but I think this holy tension and this, this idea that, man, time's running out for people. You know, I feel like, you know, sometimes we forget that eternity is racing towards us. Eternity right. is racing towards these huge groups of people. And we need to, to remember this. We need to keep that tension of you got to keep going, keep pushing, keep moving through. You cannot stop because if you stop, it doesn't end well for anybody. Right. And so I think that's, I think that's really good to have that, that motivation and, and to feel some of that, not nervousness, but just to feel that tension of like, we've got to keep, keep right. moving. So sometimes there's a tension, Josh, that if we don't do it right, we're not going to do it at all. And that mm, came yeah. through in the movie. There were some people who put the brakes on rescue, you know, continuing the rescue because like, okay, the conditions aren't perfect. But one of the translators who was fluent in English and Thai, he just came on the scene and the divers are trying to communicate, but they don't know Thai. And, yeah. you know, the government officials are trying to communicate. So this person became a bridge. And he said, he said, basically, if, if you don't dive, they die. Mm. But if you dive, they still might die. But you got to do it. Yeah. And I, don't, I'm, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes, but that's the kind of urgency that yeah. need, needed to be there. And that's what was the game changer for the rescue. And the crazy thing is, Josh, when they got that last person out, the cave filled up. Wow. And they couldn't, there was nothing, there was no time left. It didn't recede down for weeks and stuff, and they would have not made it because there wasn't enough oxygen in there. There was no way for them to have survived. So that sense of urgency driving them uh, was what was key to the rescue. Wow. And one of the things, one of the uh, divers, uh, they have a video of him seeing the, and you probably saw it on TV, he comes out of the water and sees them there, yeah. you know, and he's like, how many of you are there? And then they're like, 13, 13 we're all here. And, and uh, they have video of him saying, believe, believe. And uh, he said in the movie, he goes, I didn't say it for them. I said it for myself. Yeah. Like, wow. believe this is happening and believe we can do this. We can do this. For Southern Asia, we're just believing, you know, in some cases, like when I showed up, you know, 20 something years ago and you're like, wow, this need is overwhelming. This is an impossible task. And you just have to say, believe. Yeah. Because we're not doing it in our own strength. We're not. God's the one who's partnering with us. This is his mission. This is his rescue mission. Yeah. And we get to be a part of it. Yeah. And so that's where, that's where I want to be even 20 something years into this, that I just believe God's yeah. going to do something miraculous and impossible. Yeah. Well, you, um, you know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of faith building things and stories. I mean, do you have, um, a testimony or a story from, from one of these countries from your Nepal's or your Sri Lanka's, you know, where this kind of stuff is going on? where you've seen God do something miraculous, something that seemed impossible. Yeah, I, I, was, I heard a story in Sri Lanka. There was a small little village church, 
And uh, Sri Lanka is so hot, one of the hottest places I go to visit, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. worse than Thailand. Yeah. And uh, and they were they in that area. There were some extremist Buddhist radical groups that were there burning churches. Wow. And so what they did, at, the pastor thought is, well, what we'll do is we'll meet and we'll have church and we'll have our our prayer time, but we'll keep the doors shut. But that was tough because it's hot outside. Yeah. And so, but they thought, okay, the strategy will just keep quiet and nobody's going to bother us. Uh, but then there was that one day when they started hearing the sound of a lot of engines, scooters, cars, lorries, trucks coming up. And, and sure enough, the pastor goes out and here are the, here's this crowd of extremists that are, that are angry. They say, get everybody out of here. Uh, you come out pastor and we'll let you walk. You know, you can't, wow. we don't want you here. And he says, but what about my church? What about my people? And and he had just, be, as he was going out, he told his people, just keep praying, keep praying, keep yeah. praying. And they're, you know, and they just got more and more hostile and agitated. They lit some Molotov cocktails and we're getting ready to throw them at the church. And so the pastor's like, what do I do? Do I go? And so he just went back into the church, shut the doors and was praying. And even wow. the police had come up already. Wow. And they, of course, they're sympathetic to the to the the radical group there so they weren't really doing anything yeah so they go back in they're praying and you can hear the smashing of the the bottles on the roof and the smoke wow. and and uh they just kept praying and then all of a sudden that got louder and louder but then it wasn't loud angry voice it was kind of confused voices and before you know it it just started to settle down and it's quiet outside so they go outside and there's the police, but there's no people anymore. Wow. And so the policeman looks shocked and he goes, what, what's going on with what's going on? And he's like, I don't know what just happened. And he's like, what happened is they had thrown it before I got here. There was at least three of the, the cocktails that hit the roof and it was, wow. there was flames and everything, but a wind came and stirred it all up. And then the fire just went up into the air and it was gone. Wow. And so all the people left. And so, and the pastor goes, oh, I know what happened. That was my Jesus yeah. that had protected us. Yeah. Wow. And so, you know, when I think of believe, we got to believe God's still doing those things. Yes. And, uh, but again, where are these people? They're in the dark, dark places trying to see God rescue people. And there are those dangers, those, there's those obstacles, but we want to believe God's going to do those kind of miraculous things. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And I think too, for, for people that maybe don't know that, you know, places like Thailand, um, you know, there's a lot of these countries where the Buddhism is much more passive. That's what they see on TV. That's what you see on TV. But there are countries where it is, you know, places like Sri Lanka, where there is that violent extremist side of things. And so that's a good thing to remember to be praying for as a side note, be praying for Sri Lanka, be praying for these churches that are going through this. That live under that kind of pressure each day. That that crazy, just, um, you know, violent, um, persecution. Um, I think it's something that we should, we can remember, but also that when we pray, believe because God has, and, and will continue to, to come through for his people. One of the rescuers, his name was Derek Anderson. He was a global worker's son from Latin America and he works in our U.S. military, and he was one of the res- part of the rescue team. And uh, when they laid out this idea of rescuing these people, and so sometimes when we lay out the idea of let's go to Southern Asia, let's see God do something, and uh, he they laid out this uh, idea of what they were going to do with the kids and take them underwater, submerge them, all this stuff, and uh, he just says. That's a horrible idea. <laughs> I and, feel like I feel like God says that to me quite a bit. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. And Jeff. then he goes, but what if it's our only idea? Yeah. 
And then he goes, but so then what does impossible look like? Wow. You know, and, uh, and so when we think about like in Mark 16 and Jesus is, he says in verse 15, you know, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And the disciples are probably like, yeah, he's going to go with us and yeah. all this stuff. And then yeah. later in verse 19, he's like, and then he ascends and you're like, whoa, his disciples probably thought that's a horrible idea for yeah. him to use people. Yeah. He should have just stayed here himself. Yeah. But then another disciple goes, but what if that's the only idea? Mm. And so from that time on, God has worked through people yeah. and he's worked through people like us. And so uh, my, my thing that has been driving my heart uh, when I look at the nations of Eurasia, when I look at the Buddhist world, you know, we can't wait till the conditions are perfect. That's good. We, you know, it's going to be rescues are messy. They mm. don't always go as planned. And uh, we just got to remember that our, we've all been, those of us who are followers of Christ, we've, we've had our, we've been rescued from our own, we have our own redemption story, our own rescue story. Yeah. And we're uniquely set up uh, for God to use us. And once we start, we can't stop. Mm. Uh, till Jesus comes, we have to have that posture that we're about one thing, seeing God go and see people rescued and the gospel message uh, go out. Uh, Dick um, Eastman, uh, his uh, Every Home for Christ, they have this thing called unalterable convictions. Mm. So their whole ministry has three unalterable convictions. So it's not vision. It's not mission statement. It's like, these are our convictions that never change. Mm. And the first one is that the Great Commission must be taken literally. Yeah. We got to go. And then the second one is we do it together. Without unity, finishing the task of global evangelism is is impossible. But the third one is the one I want to point out here at the end here. And uh, prayer alone will remove every obstacle that stands in the way of fulfilling the Great Commission. That's good. That's so good. prayer is such a key. That doesn't mean we sit home and we don't go, we don't give, but prayer is this key that will remove every obstacle that stands in the way of fulfilling the Great Commission. So we need to believe, believe yeah. that with God's help, we're going to see God transform places like Southern Asia and Eurasia. Yeah, this is something we've said, you know, a lot on the, on the podcast is that, you know, we can do a little, but God can do a lot. You know, and this, when we hear these impossible stories, these, you know, these cave rescues, the, our uh, spiritual cave rescues, you know, going into these places, it isn't, it is impossible without God's help. And so, um, with these spiritual battles, the way we win these spiritual battles is through through prayer. We can't just go in there, you know, on our own. We've got to partner with God and get strategies from God and be led by God. And the way that we do all of that stuff is is through prayer. And so, Dwayne, before we uh, get ready to pray, you know, we're going to be praying for for South Asia. But do you have a few? Uh, things that we can be praying for that when people think of places like Nepal and Bangladesh and uh, Sri Lanka, Bhutan, some of these places, you know, what can we be praying for uh, to really see see God move in these areas to really be able to partner with with you guys, people who are who are you know serving in these areas to be able to partner with God? How can we, you know, send our prayers? Yeah, I think way. we can naturally, the first thing we'd probably pray is for conditions, you know, yeah. for conditions to subside, to get easier. Uh, but not always. Sometimes what we need to pray for is for access, that we yeah. get that permission to say go. And some of that's just being able to be in a country, 
uh, to be able to be in a location. And then even though the conditions might not improve, we have people there and God can use them. So I think we, we pray for conditions to change, but also to pray for the hearts of men to open up opportunities for our national partners and for global workers to be able to go to places. And because uh, some of the places are remote, they're up in mountains, they're in the deep in the middle of an inner city, all those different places, they're inaccessible uh, physically, but there's a lot of, of uh other red tape and things, but sure. then there's also that spiritual side. Yeah. Uh, I heard one person speak one time and they just kept saying over and over, the unseen is more real than the scene. Mm, that's and good. so write that down. <laughs> unseen. Yeah. The unseen is more real than the scene. So what we do is we turn on the news and we're like, this is what's happening. Or we get them. We watch this, you know, thing about a country and we're like, that's what's happening. And we could even be in there. I was in Bangladesh for those 14 years and, you can look at the scenery of what's happening and the complications, but really the real activity that's happening is in the spiritual realm. Yeah. And so we need spiritual breakthroughs yeah. uh, in people's hearts because in the end of the day, you can have access to people, but only God can get access to their heart. And, and so just be praying uh, for that. And then also for our workers yeah. that uh, they would have the, that they would be able to pivot when they're starting one strategy and then it doesn't work just like those cave divers. Okay, let's try yeah. this. Yeah. And just that tenacity not to give up. Yeah. That's because good. even in this latest season with health, with COVID and the world we're in, yeah. that already makes you weary, but then you get all those other conditions. I think that's another way that we can be effectively praying for our workers. Awesome. Well, we're going to be praying for you guys, Dwayne, but I, I'd like you to, to lead us as we close to lead us into just a short time of prayer for South Asia with, with some of those requests. And sure. before we do, Dwayne, thanks for, for giving us some of your time. This has been, been great for me. And hopefully it's a, giving us a big challenge and kind of a gut check of what we're willing to do to, to reach these people and how and what it's going to actually take. You know, again, finding them is the easy part. <laughs> you know, there's lost people, there's unreached people everywhere. Um, but sticking through and, and really doing what it takes to rescue them not just find them. Um, that was, that was really good. So if you could join, lead us in prayer, um, for these closing moments, happy to do that. Be Great awesome. to be with you, Lord. We do look at the nations of Southern Asia, Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Bhutan, the Maldives, and there's lots of challenges there, lots of obstacles, lots of, uh, restrictions, all the things that we would, uh, look on even on the surface, but you are above all that. And Lord, even though the conditions are not optimum the conditions are not easy we just pray that god you would remove those obstacles that yes. you would through prayer just take away the barriers some that have been there for centuries things that seem so impossible lord we just pray for our workers there that god you would give them favor with so that they could have access and as they go uh into those dark places those caves that are th spread throughout uh southern asia spiritually that you would just give them that tenacity to say like derek said well, what does impossible look like? And let's just go for it. And we just pray, Lord, also, Lord, for uh, the hearts of men, that you would soften them, that you would, uh, Lord, uh, give our workers the ability to pivot, to say, okay, we're trying this strategy so that they can understand the gospel. And then if it doesn't work, try something else. But again, give help us to live in that tension of the urgency, but also that long-term commitment that we want to see people throughout Southern Asia know the the hope that we had, the freedom that we each had uh, through our rescue story. We ask yeah. this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Change the Map podcast. 
For more information, visit www.changethemap.net.